Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The LSU Tigers. LSU wins the BCS. Taking it all the way. One team, one heartbeat. The New Orleans Hornets select Anthony Davis. And I tell you, Mardi Gras about to break out. Talk about my thing. To the 20. Geis. Touchdown. This is the Chris Gordy Show. Good morning, New Orleans. Welcome into the Chris Gordy Show on this glorious Monday, November 6, 2017. I'm Chris Gordy. You can call into the show at 504-260-1280, 504-260-1280. You can reach me on Twitter. I'm at Chris Gordy. You can uh, even email me if you want, Chris at sports1280.com. And man, oh man, do we have a lot of stuff we got to get into on this Monday morning. Uh, real quick, coming up at the bottom of the hour, we're going to catch up with our buddy Chris Hagen of Fox 8. Talk about the uh, Saints game yesterday. Your Saints have won six in a row. And are one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Absolutely incredible. We're going to get into all of that after their beatdown of the Bucks yesterday. We got uh, sound from Sean Payton and Drew Brees. We'll hear from both of them. We've got uh, LSU played Alabama about as tough as you can want in Tuscaloosa. End up losing by 14, but still a valiant effort from Coach O. I don't know. If you're an LSU fan, I don't think you can be disappointed in the effort that they gave over the weekend. They absolutely let it all hang out there and compare that to about a month or two ago when they were playing, when they lost to that Troy team and just didn't give a crap and gave a half-ass effort. They gave it their all. It's just that team, Alabama, is pretty darn tough to beat, especially in their house. So we'll uh, we'll get into a little bit of that. We'll hear from Coach O. That and a whole lot more coming up on the Chris Gordy Show this morning. So we got a lot to get into, a lot to break down. But first, we welcome in producer Michael. Six straight wins. Bitches. This team's winning the division. This team is legit. It's time to embrace it, New Orleans. They're coming for people. <laughs> Super Bowl, here they go. I think, I think people I think people embrace it. I mean, look, no, I know it's, they do. it's this is special, man. I mean, this is really incredible how they're doing it. And the fact that they're a balanced football team. Yes. And the fact that they have not played a full four quarters yet. I mean, no. they, they have not played a perfect game yet, and they've won six in a row. They haven't had a game where Drew goes out there and goes nuts and, and airs it out, and they have the other stuff that goes on. No, like you said, they had, they went in a different way, and that's a huge part of being a successful football team. Well, it's exactly, it's a lot like the 09 season. Now, look, they're not getting the turnovers that that 09 team got, uh, you know, at a high level, but... That team was balanced. That team could run the ball with Mike Bell and Pierre Thomas. And, you know, they they were a balanced team. And this team is is showing that. They can run the ball with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. And Kamara, my goodness, on draft day, 
I loved that they got him. I didn't like what they gave up for him, giving up next year's second to move up and get him in the third. But my goodness, where would they be without Kamara this year? Don't know. He's an incredible playmaker, a difference maker, and what he has done as a rookie is awesome. And it, you just expect him to get better, which is scary to think. Let me let me set this for you guys. The win was the sixth consecutive for the Saints, the longest winning streak since they won eight consecutive to end the 2011 season. That was the year. Remember, they I mean they should have. That was when they lost to the 49ers in the playoffs. In that shootout, I mean, they should have. That team was set up to win a Super Bowl. I mean, they absolutely were with Jimmy Graham, Darren Sproles. That they were setting records every week with that offense. And you know, if Alex Smith and Vernon Davis don't connect on that final drive, Saints are winning that game and they're advancing. And um, you know, look, that was their that was their second best opportunity at a Super Bowl. But this team, tell you what, I mean, the Eagles keep running off, but outside of the Eagles. And I guess the Rams look good. We'll see them in a couple I mean, weeks. Who did they play yesterday? The Rams? Yeah. They the played the Giants. The Giants. Yeah, they put the it on Giants. Them. It's no big deal. But the Eagles, too. The Eagles, their best. Their Carson best, Wentz is the real deal. Their best win, though, was Carolina. Outside of that, the only the, the next best team they played was the, the Chiefs, and they lost to them. So um, I don't know. I, it's it's hard to get a read. We're, we're about you know a little bit past the halfway point here. It's hard to get a read on on some of the the other teams around the league. But I'll just tell you this: Saints are one of the best teams in the NFC. And so, if they can continue to play well, and, and how about Carolina beating Atlanta yesterday? So Carolina, every time you think they're done, they kind of regroup and put together an ugly win, and they're kind of hanging around. So that that last game against Carolina coming up uh, that first week of December. In about a month, that's a vitally important game. Yeah, huge. You get them in the Superdome, but if you win that one and you go two and zero against Carolina. That's I, mean, I that's, still don't. That's com- it. I still don't completely believe in that Carolina team. I think they're going to come back down to earth. At some point. Yeah, they just. I mean, they just trade away their be- one of their best receivers. Like, well, in all fairness, he's fat. Yeah, but you don't trade away your one of your best receivers if you're you know if you're a contender. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. But he's fat. A guy you gave up a you, one first round draft pick, right? Yeah, late first round, like twenty eight yeah. overall. So, I don't know. A lot, a lot is to be worked out. But you feel good about this team where they are right now. Now they got to play a couple of, uh, a couple of different teams. You go, you're going to go on the road to Buffalo to play an AFC team in the Bills, and then you get to come home play the the Redskins. Then you go out west to play the Rams, and then you get into that meat of your final division games. Well, we you talked get, about though. It's the it's the portion of the schedule that even though you got some road games, you got to clean up on these things. Yeah. Yeah, I think if they go in and beat Buffalo this week, I think you got a real good shot to come home and beat Washington, and then it is on in, in Los Angeles. Buffalo has not lost at home this season. They're, that's a tough opponent. They're five and three on the year. They've played good football. They play really well at home. On the road, they've been a different. They've been a different team. Yeah, they've been but, a disaster. Um, yeah, this will be a tough test. This will be a good test for this team this week. But I, again, my eyes are set on in three weeks play, playing that Rams team out in Los Angeles. That is going to be. That I mean that that game is vitally important for I think seeding and, and everything else that that's going to happen here in the in the playoff picture. So. And the thing with them too, I mean it's it's a team that's with a second year quarterback. It's it's a big time offense. That's where you really see how how good this defense is because look they continue to play really good football. Yes, tons of reasons to have confidence in what they do defensively. Um, how about this? The Saints have won six in a row after starting zero and two. Only two teams have done that in the Super Bowl era. The 93 Cowboys and the 07 New York Giants, both of those teams went on to win the Super Bowl that year. Oh, foreshadowing. 
I like it. I mean, that's a good company to be in, though, right? So I can go ahead and, you know, start printing out the shirts, my my shirts I'm going to sell on the street. Well, we've said this, Michael. We've said the season started in Atlanta, started in Minnesota. It's going to end in Minnesota. Season could end in Minnesota. It's going to end in Minnesota. Absolutely. It's going to happen. 504 260 1280 is the number. If you want to get in, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this Saints team, where they are after their beatdown of the Bucks yesterday, 30 to 10. That Bucks team is a disaster. We haven't really even touched on on the Bucks yet, but my goodness. I are believed they... in them. I'm an idiot. Well, you know, hard knocks will do that to you. you watch... it, wasn't even, it wasn't even the hard knocks. I watched the first two, and yeah. Like... Well, that's what did it to me. Like, I watched them, like, man, they got Deshaun Jackson, Mike Evans. Doug Martin's going to come back. Look at Jameis. He looks like a leader. Like, this team's going to be really good. I bought into it. Sure did look like a leader yesterday. That video, I did, I missed his pregame speech. And oh, then where he showed eats it to me. a W? That is one of the oddest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, if, I, if I'm that's his just, like, that, That's immature. I would have been like, dude, did you just eat like a whole, you know, a bunch of chicken or something? Like, why are you licking your fingers on the field? I think he means well. Like, doesn't he know he puts that hand up under the center's butt? <laughs> I think he means well. Like, I, I like Jameis as a person. I've met him. And um, seems like a really good guy, but that was not the right approach yesterday. Let's eat a W. Like, what kind of pregame speech is that? Oh, man, I'm looking at something right now. Just to get interrupted. Alex Bregman's on Good Morning America. Oh, is he really? Yep. Wow. Yeah, those guys will be... By the way, Astros won the World Series. I don't yeah, know if you pretty, knew that. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Jameis gets sidelined yesterday. They, they claim because of the shoulder injury. I think it was just because he sucked. And they go to Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Fitzpatrick's actually a decent thrower, but credit to Saints defense. Decent they, thrower? They, what are you talking about? He sucks. He, a couple weeks ago, he came in in relief of Jameis and threw for like 300 yards off yeah, the bench. Yeah, he, he, he can throw for 300 yards. He's terrible. But Saints did a good job of turning up the pressure on him. He did lead him on a touchdown drive, their loan of the game, but the Saints got, got a couple sacks on him, a bunch of incompletions, so I, I thought just a really you know, look, they, they jumped out to such an early lead. It was a lot, a lot like that Detroit game. I mean, you jump out to the early lead, and it's 9 nothing early, and then, what, it was 16-3 at the half, and, you know, you just kind of felt like the Bucks weren't going to come back in this one. And then you put up 14 in the third quarter, and you kind of run away with it. But they were just – it was almost like, hey, I mean, did you ever feel like the Bucks were had a chance in this one? I mean, from the get-go, no. it felt like, uh, especially when the Saints blocked that punt and got the score – now they missed the extra point, but it's up, they're up nine nothing. It's like Bucks aren't coming back. In the, this one. They're a hot mess on their way to firing another head coach and looking for somebody new in the offseason. Most likely, most likely. So this was look. This was a really good one. Drew Brees, twenty two of twenty seven, two hundred and sixty three yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He was sacked once, but Brees finished with a passer rating of one thirty one point nine. That was his highest of the season. That topped his 131.4 mark in the win over Carolina. So, Drew Brees still pretty darn good. By the way, he has thrown 225 touchdown passes at the Superdome now. It's the most touchdown passes by a quarterback in a single stadium in NFL history. I think that's pretty good. What's a Brady's? Well, I guess Brady, they did. Ch- did they change stadiums when I they? I don't w- think so. Was it? Is I, I know. It's been I know it's Gillette, but like when they changed the name. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. 
So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Did they? No, was that, it the same stadium? Yeah, it's the same yeah. stadium. Just it's, making sure. I think so. Uh, yeah. What, what year did Brady start? 2000? Around that, yeah. That stadium opened in 2000. Yeah. So there so, you go. So he's been there the whole no, time. No, it opened in 2002, I should say. Okay. Whatever. Well, just look at, look at, see if you can find Brady's home touchdown numbers. Well, he might have played home games. And did they ever take any games away on the road that were home games? Like they're playing in Mexico City next or two weeks from today. Oh, well, that's the technicality. That's like the Saints. They played a home game in London a couple years ago. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I can't look at the home numbers. Yeah. No, it's the stadium. It's a stadium. I don't know where to find numbers that. in the stadium. They don't have like splits. They do that in baseball. Yeah, they, they do it in like, baseball, wait. but I think it's more of a baseball thing to have <laughs> splits where you have all the. You What's all Drew Brees' numbers. numbers at Lambeau Field? Uh, hit Siri with it. Yeah, I'm sure she'll get it right. Um. Anyway, so just a, an impressive win from the Saints yesterday. Saints are now in control of the NFC South. Officially, their lead is only half a game, but the Saints have established themselves as the the leader in the NFC South. Yeah, I don't see splits on the stadium. Sorry. Uh, they maintain their lead over the rest of their rivals um, as they go into the second half of the season. The Panthers are half game back, but the Saints' week three win against Carolina gives them that head-to-head. And so, man, it's uh, you feel good. You feel good about this team and where they are. And and look, they've they've dealt with injuries. They've dealt with a lot of different things. I mean, you start the season 0-2, that's pretty I mean we were sitting here on the radio saying oh my god like what, we were debating we're talking about when, when, when they whether fire Sean, yeah. Sean Payton when Sean <laughs> is Sean Payton gonna go where could he go uh this that and the other it's now amazing. they're six and two oh by the way Brady started in 2000 that stadium didn't open until 02 so he's definitely behind Drew he's thrown 230 touchdowns in his career at home I don't know how many of those have been led obviously oh, okay so that makes sense yeah anyway so Drew Brees in the Superdome Equals very good. So, yeah, we've all known that for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Saints in the Superdome usually equals very good. Now they're three and one at home, which is nice. Let's grab our first break of the morning. Again, we'll welcome your phone calls if you want to jump in. 504-260-1280. 504-260-1280. If you want to get in and talk about the Saints, how impressed are you with this six game win streak? Do you feel pretty good about them going to Buffalo this week? Trying to make it seven in a row? My goodness. Get into all that. We'll get into some LSU Alabama talk and a whole lot more. It's the Chris Gordy Show, Sports twelve eighty, New Orleans. This is Chris Gordy on Sports 1280, New Orleans. Oh, yeah, New Orleans. Feeling good on a Monday. Clap like my grandma there. You were off beat. I'm a white guy with red hair. I don't have rhythm, Gordy. If you've ever been to LSU pre, um, before a home game where the the uh, band takes the field, they do a cadence where it's clap, 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 clap. And that for some reason, LSU fans just cannot do it. It's clap, clap. I mean, it gets – nobody can do it in rhythm at yeah, all. I'm not much of a clapper, so. We don't get to clap much. Think about it. Uh, us in life, like – as media people, when we go to these games, we can't clap. Well, if you're Bobby Hebert, you can. Well, yeah, but not us. <laughs> if you're Bobby Hebert, you could fist pump and scream in the press box all you want. We would get kicked out in a heartbeat <laughs> because it's if like we did that. The media people look at each other. Who wants to go tell them? I'm not going to talk to them. I'm not telling that guy anything. <laughs> 
Welcome back into the show. Your Saints have won six in a row with a beatdown of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yesterday at the Superdome. Six and two on the season. My goodness. My word. I mean, what can you say? I did not envision this. I don't think anywhere in our lead up to the regular season did we say, you know, when they're six and two at the midway point, Michael, and my, looking down the stretch of the second half. I think my guess was ten and six for the year. I think you were, yeah, I think you were optimistic. And I think I said nine and seven. Yeah, I, and I, I went thought 10 and that six. was the complete optimistic view. I just now suddenly ten and six looks like it might be the low end. Yeah, you know when I mean you'd have to play you play five hundred ball the rest of the way. Yeah, four and four. Yeah. It's incredible. They play better than four and four the rest of the way. They should. They should. I mean, it, it, it's hard to do. Let's just run through it real quick. You're at the Bills this week. Let's just say it's a tough one, but honestly, I think they should win. They should, but I'll, I'll be ultimate optimist. Yeah, we'll say, I'll say they lose that yeah. one. You come home for the Redskins. They're just an up and down team. The Redskins. One week they at look home, like crap. They just won in Seattle yesterday. I know, but I, I'll, I'll take the Saints at home against them. At home, you should win that one. So let's just say one and one. You split the next two at the Rams. That's going to be tough. Goff's playing incredible. Wade Phillips has that defense playing lights out. Let's just say, again, they lose that one. That's one and two. You come home for the Panthers, you absolutely need to win that one. There's two and two. Two and two. You go to Atlanta. Let's just say the two Atlanta games just split. You're at Atlanta, you're home for Atlanta. So you're basically that's, saying they're going to play 500 ball the rest of the way. three and three. Well, then the other ones are the home for the Jets and at the Bucks. I think they, they should beat the Jets. The Jets have a really good defense this year, but Josh McCown ain't coming to the Super Bowl yeah, so and beating them. Then they should go at least 5-3 and three down the stretch. 5-3, and three, I think, is realistic. Okay, so 11-win season. That's incredible. It's going to win the division. That's incredible. I still think 12 is a real possibility. No, I mean, no, it absolutely I mean, obviously. is. Like, like I said, when we were doing those picks, we were just being... Yeah, no, I mean, we I think being, right now... We are trying to be realistic. Yeah, so, but no, I, I, th- I could totally see 12. I'm not kidding. I could see 12. Unbelievable. What a season. After all the seven and nines, yeah, it's nice to think that they could win 12 games. Uh, Saints have proven they could continue to win in different ways. Some weeks it's the defense. Some weeks it's Drew Brees in the offense. This week it was the special teams. Justin Hardy's block punt and return for a touchdown set the tone early. Historically, Saints teams rarely lose when they block a punt for a touchdown, as we remember from that uh, 06 game against the the Falcons in the Dome. Uh, NFL teams or rather the uh, Saints have shown that they can win in different ways. It is a sign of having a complete team. Saints are showing they can succeed in all phases of the game. Pretty impressive. Pretty darn impressive what they've done. Now, the bad part of the game yesterday. How about the Bucks poking the Saints? Winston and Mike Evans getting into a, a brawl, I guess you could say, with the Saints and rookie cornerback Marshawn Lattimore. At the at the end of a uh, an incomplete pass, Evans blindsided Lattimore, who was engaged in a confrontation with Winston on the sideline. By the way, Winston had already been pulled from the game with a shoulder injury. I don't know why he's even walking out there to talk trash or whatever. But uh, I mean, this is the guy that was eating his fingers before the game. Lattimore pokes, Lattimore pokes, uh, or I'm sorry, Jameis Winston pokes Lattimore in the back of the head. To which Lattimore turns around and wants to go after him. Then Evans completely blindsides him. And the fact he wasn't kicked out of the game is absolutely absurd. But here's how it sounded on, on television. Down there on the sidelines right now. Oh, my goodness. That's Lattimore down there. And, of course, uh, looks like Mike Evans. Now, we've seen Evans already this year. In games where he's not involved, and we're not saying that he's to blame for this, 
But we saw his tirade in Minnesota when he wasn't getting the football and wasn't playing well. And not quite sure what happened here. But it looked like Evans was right in the middle of it again. Although Winston, oh, that's not good. So that's the composure. Then and Evans then Evans comes over out of nowhere and just slams Lattimore to the deck. Evans should be thrown out of the game. That's why you have replay. And that's this whole team has lost its composure. I mean, I don't know what in the world Winston is doing out there. And then he makes contact into the ear of Lattimore with his finger. And I mean, Peyton is hot, and I don't blame him. I mean, that, that, it should be hot. I mean, that is, that is way out of line on that Tampa Bay sideline on both Winston's part. And then Evans with a complete cheap shot out of nowhere hitting Lattimore. How nobody was ejected, I still don't. It's, it, yeah, Mike I don't Evans, understand it. He, he better be suspended now since you didn't eject him. Fine him, suspend him, give him something. It's just, it's unacceptable, man. How does that happen? It's exactly who Mike Evans is, though, as a person. He's a little bitch. I'm just being honest about it. He's had issues in the past. He's taken cheap shots. He's been like this since he's been at A&M. He's a bitch. Yeah, oh, God. Remember the game against LSU when they were playing in Tiger Stadium? It was raining, and it was miserable. And Rashard Robinson, who ended up, I think, getting kicked out of LSU, and now he now he's a starting cornerback for the San Francisco 49ers. But Rashard Robinson shut him down that day. Mike Evans was bitching to the ref after every play because he wasn't used to he, – he was not used to a cornerback locking him down. And no. that's exactly – Rashard Robinson said, I'm not afraid of Mike Evans. He went up, manned him up, manned him man. And got physical with him. And Mike Evans didn't like that. And he was bitching that whole game after every single play. I'll never forget that. And, uh, and of course, LSU won because they don't lose to A&M. So, uh, but look, I, Mike Evans has been a really good receiver in the league. And he's shown that when he doesn't get his way or he's not having a good day, he acts like a little baby out there. And then has to take it out on, on one of the Saints' best players. Here was Marshawn Lattimore talking about the situation. Uh, you know, he, he's a grown man. He's nothing he's from behind. But I get it. They're frustrated. You know, it's football, though. So, I mean, it is what it is. We surprised he wasn't ejected at that point? It didn't matter to me. I wanted to go at him you know, after that. So, you know, I was glad he wasn't ejected. So. From your standpoint, what did you see from Jameis Winston to start the whole altercation? I was just talking on the sideline, and I was turned away by the walk away, and he. he the back of my head, you know, and that's how I don't play that. So, you know, I had to retaliate. But, you know, then Mike Evans came from me and slapped me from behind. So, I mean, it is what it is, though. I like Lattimore's response. I didn't want him to get ejected. I wanted to go at him. I, I wanted to cover him just yeah. the rest of the game. Shut him down. I was punking his bitch ass. And he did. I mean, what, what the. What did Evans finish with? Let's One see. for 13. One catch for 13 yards. Six targets. Yeah, he's not very good right now. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Or at least it wasn't last night. Incredible. And that Bucks team is a disaster. And that's, you know, that's a, that speaks to who their head coach is and the culture that he's built there. They're done. I mean, they're two and six. They're they are done.
They're gonna, I, they, they look like a team that has quit now. I yesterday. said this last week. I said if they had won this game, they'd be 3-5. They were still technically alive. But them losing this, you're 2-6 and six with a couple of division losses already. You're done. Yeah, they're finished. You're done. No, they're so. absolutely finished. All right, uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk with our buddy Chris Hagen from Fox 8. He was there uh, at the game yesterday. We'll get his uh, thoughts on what he saw, and especially on that brawl and why exactly Mike Evans was not ejected. All that and more coming up after this. The Chris Gordy Show right here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Learn what our insiders know about your home teams. Sports 1280 New Orleans. We, we, we feel the energy, feel the momentum. Um, obviously, those, you know, third downs when our fans on defense and we got the whole noise meter going, you know, and fans are they're getting crazy and we're getting off the field. Offense getting the ball going down, getting points. I mean. Welcome back in. Chris Gordy Show here on a Monday morning. Sports 1280 New Orleans. And the Saints are making us all into believers. Now six in a row, six and two on the season. And they're doing it in a bunch of different ways. Join us now to talk a little bit about the game. Our buddy Chris Hagen from Fox 8 covering the Saints yesterday. Chris, how are you, sir? Doing great, man. Great Monday morning. How are you? Doing good. I mean, look, six in a row, it's absolutely phenomenal what the Saints have done. And you know, we, we threw out the little tidbit, Chris, the fact that uh, in the Super Bowl era, you know, only two teams have done this. Started the season 0-2 and then run off six straight. Uh, it was the 93 Cowboys and the 07 Giants. Both those teams won the Super Bowl that season. Um, you know, look, you followed this team back in 09 when they made that incredible Super Bowl run. This team has some parallels to it. I mean, maybe not the turnovers that that 09 defense had, but just the balance. When I think back to some of those games where they won the games with, you know, running the ball with Mike Bell and Pierre Thomas and being balanced where Drew Brees doesn't have to throw for 300, 400 yards in a game. Um, We've seen that this season with this team just being a lot more balanced. Yeah, and, and while they may not have the turnovers, you know, I, I like a defense that gets stops a little more and turnovers are luxuries. I think it's kind of what we saw with the 2013 team. They weren't super turnover crazy, but they got stops, and that's how they won a lot of games. And you're seeing it with this team, and you know, Drew Brees talked about it in that soundbite there. The crowd gets hyped up, and, and with Saints teams of the past, you know, going back to '09. Um, you could feel the dome and the energy, and you could feel people on the edge of their seats ready to explode when the Saints were on offense because you knew a big shot play was coming or something was coming. Now it's defense on third downs or second and long situations or any defensive snap. You can feel that the crowd expects something huge to happen because this defense has been getting after the quarterback, finally getting a pass rush. Alex Okafor has done a great job opposite Cam Jordan and, um, like you said, this team's got something special right now because you win one or two or three or four in a row, maybe you got some favorable matchups. Look, there's no such thing as a six-game win streak fluke in the NFL. If you win six in a row, you're doing something right because some of them are pretty close. I, I'm pretty shocked. Look, I, I was one of those guys I watched uh, Hard Knocks, and I bought into this Bucks team. I just said, man, that team like this with Mike Evans, they get Doug Martin back, they add Deshaun Jackson, Jameis looks like he's getting better every year, he's becoming more of a leader. I just bought into this Bucks team, and my goodness, are they bad. And we saw it yesterday, Chris, a team that's bad when things are not going well, they start to melt down. And we saw that yesterday with Jameis Winston going out on the field and poking Marshawn Lattimore, Mike Evans taking him out 
What did you see during that uh, during that brawl on the field? Well, it was, a, it was a, just a big lack of discipline. He, he, one thing that stood out to me was while all of this is going on, you've got Sean Payton on one sideline, yelling across the field, and um, you know trying to get the refs' attention to what's going on and who started what and what he's seen and really involved. And then you've got Dirk Cutter, the Bucks head coach on the other sideline, and from what I saw, he's looking at his play sheet. He's walking up and down the sideline. I mean, he's completely uninvolved with this team. And, you know, it was kind of the stuff, you know, I haven't gone back to watch it specifically, but what I remember on Hard Knocks, like you mentioned, the Bucks team, obviously the starters are on the sideline, so it's a lot of, you know, guys maybe climbing on the sideline or talking on the sideline or doing something for the camera. But for your quarterback who's not having a great season, who's injured, Jameis Winston, to be up and um, talking and getting after Marshawn Lattimore from the sideline rather than probably getting with Ryan Fitzpatrick, trying to let him know what's going on or something like that. You've got him antagonizing other players on the field, and it's a lack of discipline that uh, you don't expect from a team like that and from a coach like Dirk Cutter who's been there for a while. Yeah, you talk about Dirk Cutter. I mean, he spent years as an offensive coordinator, and that's what he looked like yesterday. I mean, when your team is melting down or getting into a fight – the offensive coordinator should stand right there and just, all right, what's the next play? Not the head coach is the one who needs to be out there saying, Hey, you know, get your guys under control. And we didn't see that from Dirk Cutter yesterday. It was pretty surprising. But we we mentioned Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, this kid has been impressive week in and week out. I mean, look at the look at the wide receiver numbers yesterday for the Bucks. I mean, Saints absolutely shut them down. I think the leader was Deshaun Jackson, who had two catches for twenty five yards. But outside of that, just a nothing day from that offense uh for the Bucks and this Saints defense, man. I mean, for for coming into the season, saying that the secondary is one of the one of the weaknesses, and and then losing Delvin Bro and everybody throwing their hands in the air, going, "Oh my God!" I mean, this secondary is going to be awful. They have stepped up mightily here. Yeah, one of my favorite stats, courtesy of uh, our coworker Jim Henderson, the voice of the Saints. Going into yesterday's game, Marshawn Lattimore had a pair of interceptions returned for fifty three yards. He'd been caught for forty eight yards against. So he had more return yards than opposing offenses had thrown on him. Wow. And so that's absolutely impressive from a rookie. And, you know, it's hard. For, it's got to be hard for a guy who looks up every Monday and on pro football focus, he sees how high he's graded and everybody's talking about how locked down he is. And he, he knows he is, but um, I think he's done an excellent job of staying grounded. Uh, Sean Payton's message is constantly – um, you know, let's keep working. Let's keep getting better. After the game yesterday, they said, "Look, we're not ready to put him in the Hall of Fame yet." But you know, they know what they have in Marshawn Lattimore. He's a stud at, at corner. Um, from his speed to his agility to his length, I mean, he's like a Richard Sherman size, but it gives you a whole lot more in terms of um, his agility and able to and his ability to move across the field. So um, it's remarkable, and that's just one part of the secondary that's been really good. Uh, Tina Vaccaro stepped up his leadership. Ken Crawley, um, look, for all the stuff he takes about um, you know, some of the holding calls and pass interference calls, that's his game. He's going to get called for it maybe once or twice a game. But besides that, I mean, he's not giving up anything. And, um, you know, you talk a lot about Mike Evans' ability, and he was taken out of the game essentially. But Deshaun Jackson just as dangerous, and the Saints did a great job against him yesterday. Talking with Chris Hagan, Fox 8. Um, Chris, when I look at this team, you know, sure they've won six in a row, but they have yet to play a complete game yet. I mean, for a, a full four quarters of just good football, they haven't done that yet. And that's 
that speaks volumes considering they've won six games in a row and they have yet to play a complete ball ball game yet. I mean, it just speaks to the potential of this team that eventually if they do put it all together, I mean, the, the sky's the limit. Yeah, and that's, it speaks volumes. It's also something that I think now you, you kind of need to see that complete game, you know. I think against the Bucks, you can get away with it. Against the hobbled Lions, you can get away with it. Against an Aaron Rodgers Packers, you can get away with it. Against Mitch Trubisky, a rookie quarterback with the Bears, you also can. But, you know, you're going to Buffalo, and Buffalo is not perfect, but in Buffalo, with extra time to prepare for the Saints um, and a good defense, I think you need to see a little bit more. You need to see a complete offensive drive early in the game um, that they can get in the end zone and and uh, not have to play from behind, especially on the road like they like they did at Green Bay. Now, now that said, like you mentioned, um, you know I think what makes playoff teams scary and what makes teams scary down the stretch of the season is a good defense instead of a good offense. That's what why nobody wants to go play in Seattle in the playoffs. And so what the Saints team is doing is um, they're showing you that when it gets late in the schedule, so long as they're healthy and they've got the depth on defense, it's going to be tough to win against them because you can always fall back on that. And, you know, if you've got a close game and Drew Brees, I like your chances. Yeah, I think you make a good point. These these next three weeks, I think, are going to tell us a lot about this this team because, like you mentioned, going to Buffalo this week, Buffalo has not lost a game at home all season. You come home for the Redskins after that. They've been an up and down team, but they just got to win just beat at Seattle. In Seattle. Yeah, they, yeah, they just won in Seattle, so that's that's very impressive. And then the week after that, you get the Rams, who are one of the three best teams, you know, four best teams in the NFC right now at six and two. And Wade Phillips has turned that defense around. Jared Goff, the the light has uh, clicked on for him in year two. So th- these next three weeks, to me, are going to tell tell you a lot about this team. And then after that. It's it's basically all division games left after that. So um, if they can weather the storm here, I mean, look, Chris, we, we were just breaking down at the halfway point. You're six and two. If they go four and four, that's that's ten and six, and that's I think that's better than a lot of us pre- predicted for this season. Yeah, I think so. I think you know certainly within the division, they they look like the best team. Um, you know, Carolina's always dangerous. Atlanta really just can't seem to get out of their own way right now. Uh, but yeah. The, the more you build on the front of this schedule, and right now I think they really took advantage of this stretch. This was a stretch that, you know, a couple of weeks ago, before Aaron Rodgers goes down, we say, all right, they go 3-1, and one, you get your home games, um, you're good, and, you know, you knew that Lions game would be tough. Now you, once Aaron Rodgers goes down, you circle that and you say, look, you don't want to ask for too much, but that's that should be 4-0, and and that's exactly what they've done. And so they've handled business here, and I think, even if they're not playing the elite NFL teams right now, there's something to be said for the confidence that you build and, you know, knowing within yourself that you can go out there and compete with anybody um, is huge, especially for a young team. You want them, you want them to taste success. You want them to see what it takes to win. And so when the games do get tougher, they have this experience of a four game, one streak and some close scares, but still wins that they can draw on for experience. He is Chris Hagan, Fox Eight. Uh, quick thought, Chris, on the LSU game. Look, I, I was, I fully expected them to go into Tuscaloosa and get beat down. So I was, I was impressed with the fight that they put up. And actually, you know, you lose by two scores, it's a loss is a loss. But I was impressed with LSU going to, to Tuscaloosa and putting up a fight. Oh, I was extremely impressed. And that game could have very easily been a lot closer. You think if 
if Danny Etling doesn't throw that interception, take seven points off the board because that gave Bama a short field. And LSU, with good field position, their defense held for most of the night, only gave up one um, one or two really long drives. And then if Danny Etling hits maybe one of those throws downfield, you're looking at something a lot different. So um, I'm very impressed by that defense. Um, what they were able to do shows um, you know, promise for the future. And then you look at the offense, I think, like I mentioned, the shot plays weren't there, but they were able to do a lot more offensively than they were in years past. Um, the jet sweep, while not always working, it was what they needed to do, and it was a good game plan to eventually be able to attack Alabama up the middle and make a few plays, something they certainly haven't been able to do in the past. And They moved the ball well. I just think at quarterback, they've, they've got to find their guy, and I think they do in Miles Brennan, who I believe should start the rest of the year. Um, I think they have their guy who can go out there and win games once it's his time, but you might as well get him that experience now. He is Chris Hagan, Fox 8. Follow him on Twitter, at Chris Hagan TV. Chris, thanks for the time, man. Thank you, man. All right, we'll catch up soon. Chris Hagan, Fox 8 Television there. Uh, buddy of mine from back in the day at LSU. Uh, having some success there. I watched him on the pregame show yesterday on uh, Fox 8. Does a tremendous job. Um Michael, real quick before we grab this last break, did you see Adrian Peterson had a day yesterday? No, I didn't. I haven't been paying attention to the Cardinals, you know, because they 30, lost everybody else. 37 carries, 159 yards. So what's that per carry? Probably not. The, I, yeah, I saw the 159. 37 carries. I mean, that's not that impressive. Yeah. I could get. No, I couldn't. That's 4.3. It's not terrible. Yeah. Okay, about, anything above 4, I, I'll respect that. Good for AP. But I was just or like, AD, whatever. I, I never understood why he called himself AD. When all day. I know, but still, it's like your your initials are AP, dude. Just go by AP. Um, Deion Sanders gave them a shot. Gave him a shout out. He also gave the Saints defense and special teams a shout out. Four sacks, a block punt for a touchdown yesterday. Two or three Starting games for Peterson, by the way, over 130 yards with the Cardinals. Pretty impressive. Still had something in the tank. Just didn't fit here. Just wasn't a good fit. Take a quick break. We will come back. Uh, one more segment to go this hour. Next hour, we will uh, get into uh, more Saints talk, LSU talk, and uh, and a whole lot more. It's Chris Gordy show right here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Back to the Chris Gordy Show on Sports 1280, New Orleans. That's what the Saints are telling uh, Jameis Winston on this Monday morning. Or, or Mike Evans. And Mike Evans. I'd be telling him, sit down. Dude. Humble yourself, sir. Grow up. Saints with a monster... Beat down the Bucks yesterday. 20 uh 30 to 10. And Saints continue to roll. Six and two on the season, six in a row. Got the Buffalo Bills coming up in Buffalo this Sunday. Where they're undefeated at home. Now, they've looked like crap on the road a lot of times and racked up a bunch of losses, but it'd be a tough place to play. It'd be a tough place to play. Let's see if you can find the forecast for buffalo this uh yeah i'm it's, sure it's not it's early it's no- november it's early november so i wouldn't think it'd be like snowing just uh, yet don't doubt yourself there gordy maybe some flurries possible but uh, uh maybe i can guarantee you this at the tailgate there will be butt stuff going on oh yeah they they jump on tables they do all kinds of stuff there. i, I, I know it's, it's terrible to st- but the, one of the funniest videos i've or the funniest videos i've ever seen there's been multiple of them is literally people doing it in the tailgate oh yeah there's been that there's been a guy who, uh, i saw a video once of a guy set himself on fire i mean they 
they do some crazy stuff at Bill's tailgates. Let's see. The forecast, I mean, ooh, it's, it's a lovely day there today in Buffalo. It's 46 the high. The early forecast is for some rain on Sunday oh, in the afternoon. Uh, high of 44. Mm. So if any of y'all are traveling to that game on Sunday. I'd stay home personally. Pack a, pack a park What a miserable place. It's in the 40s every day already. Like, I would just never want to live in a place like that. No. That's too cold. You think 40s is cold? I mean, and dude, I get co- you were with me in ca- in California. I get cold from 60. <laughs> like I it used was to, 63. I you used were acting to, like it yes, was snowing. I used to love the cold weather. And then when I I, I you know, I've, I weigh about a, almost 100 pounds less or you know, about 85 pounds less than I did 4 years ago now. And now I get just completely and totally freezing cold. I'm a I'm a big wimp. I'm a big wimp, and I'm totally fine with saying that. I can't stand cold. That's why I love living down in the south. I'm never going to leave. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Saints will go to Buffalo this week, and we'll see what they can see if they can pull it out. It'll be a it'll be a tough place to play, certainly. Um. I'm looking through. I just saw Sports Illustrated put out their latest uh, rankings of the uh, NBA. And I know the Pelicans have had their issues. I'm trying to see where they where they rank them. It's, they, they list their their top thirty teams in the Who NBA. Put it out? Okay, they got them seventeen. So that's about it's about right. All right. It's about it's about where we would put them at this point. They've just been so up and down, man. Yeah, you know, just kind of tread water and. Hopefully you get it together. They took care of business, though. I said Friday and Saturday, you're playing Dallas and Chicago. You got to go take care of business. Now, Saturday took overtime to beat to beat the lowly Bulls, but Anthony Davis continues to play really well. Boogie continues to play well, and they they got the two wins. Now you play Tuesday night in Indiana, another one you need to you need to have. Yeah, you need so, that one bad. That's that's not one you should lose. But at least they're you know they're right back. Where are they five and five and five? Yeah, five and five. So right back at five hundred, chance to get above five hundred, right here. So, uh, but yeah, Anthony Davis the other night, twenty-seven points, sixteen rebounds. Boogie with twenty-five points and eleven rebounds. Both those guys just continue to fill up the stat sheet. It's incredible. You just, like we said, we just wish they had that third scorer, that third person to step in and, and help elevate them. But I don't know. Looks like Drew Holiday's not gonna. He's not stepping Step up. up. No, he's not stepping up at all. He needs to get that bleep together. Just say that. You get Toronto twice here in the next week. Toronto's week gonna be tough, half. man. They're they're they're. I mean, they've been good for the last few years, but they're not gonna be easy. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm just gonna look at the good. next week. You're at Indiana Tuesday, then you're home, or then you're at Toronto, then you're home for the Clippers, home for the Hawks, home for the Raptors, then you're at Denver. So that's yeah, about a 500 type week, <laughs> week and a half. Some winnable games, some you'll lose. But uh, here, here's the write-up on the the Pelicans here for um, on Sports Illustrated. They they ranked the, their NBA power rankings. They have the Pelicans 17. Last week they had them 14. They said when you only squeeze by the Bulls and Mavericks, you're certainly not going to move up in the rankings. So that's where they have them at five and five. Well, you know, again they're treading water. They're just sticking right there where they're at and. At some point, you got to put some things together and you know get the get yourself above that mark because that's not going to get you in the uh, playoffs. Let's see what other let's see what other Western teams they have ahead of them. They got the Clippers. They've got the Thunder. Bad loss to the Clippers yesterday, by the way. Who'd they lose to? 
They lost to the Heat at home. Oh, wow. That's not good. Uh, We've got the Clippers, the Thunder, the Grizzlies, the Blazers, the Spurs, the Rockets, and the Warriors. So that's about right. I mean, I think the only surprise there being the the Blazers, and I think the Grizzlies have been a pleasant surprise. Both those teams are 6-4. and Yeah, I've been surprised by the Grizzlies, and they've beaten the Rockets twice, by the way. Yeah, the Thunder are 4-5. and Just an odd start to the season for them. Yeah, they're putting together two guys that have been number one guys with Russell Westbrook. It's not going to be an easy transition. Yeah, it's going to take some time for that chemistry to develop. But uh, I think Grizzlies and Blazers are two teams. If the Pelicans start to play a little bit better, I think they can. I think they could surpass both of them and the Clippers. I think they can be better than the Clippers. I think they should eventually, but they, they again, you got to get healthy and get on the court. It's not, not the easiest thing in the world to just do. You can't snap your fingers and make it happen. Yeah. So there you have it. Anyway, uh, next home game for the Pels will be a, uh, next Saturday, Saturday night, uh, which is doable. If you even if you're going to Baton Rouge for the LSU game, it's an 11 a.m. kickoff against the Razorbacks this this Saturday. So you can to go to honest. Baton Rouge, you can go tailgate, you can go watch LSU in Arkansas. You get out around what 2:30, get back on the road, come back to New Orleans. You can make it back to the uh, arena uh, unless for the beer seven. unless the beer is free. I don't, I don't know if I'd be wasting time watching them play Arkansas. It's going to be a, just an absolute beatdown. They are bad. Arkansas is bad. And the big thing for LSU is just not to have that letdown because that's what we saw so many years under Les Miles was you spent yourself after Bama. Like you you gave it all you had and you collapse and get upset by Arkansas. I don't think that's a dirty mouth. That's a bad Arkansas team. All right. Hour number one is in the books. Hour number two coming your way. We'll get into a little of that LSU-Bama talk. We'll hear from Coach Joe and we'll continue to talk about your Saints. Six in a row. Unbelievable. Six and two on the season. We'll talk about your NFC South leading the World Saints after this. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.